Hello, everybody. This is Aaron Ferguson, and we're doing the Better Together podcast here for Carney Free Church. And I'm with some friends, and we're going to talk a little bit about community and about um, how community and life group helps us uh, grow closer together. We're, la- <laughs> we're laughing a little bit because um, we've had a little bit of a rough time getting this uh, recorder to work, but, but we're ready to go. Blake, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, so <laughs> my name is Blake. Um, I'm from Lincoln. Um, I moved here to Kearney, let's see, last August, so that'll be August of 2019. Nice. Um, let's see, I started going to C20 around September of last year, and I'm a leader in training at C20 now. I think I applied in August, and so been having a good time with that. Yeah, what, uh, what are you studying? Um, I'm a uh, molecular biology pre-med major, so I'm either constantly studying or constantly in despair, so nice. one of the two. Uh, you're you're uh, going back and forth between despair and studying. Nice. Okay. Uh, Joe, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about um, what you do. Uh, my name's Joseph Marvin, and I'm from the huge city of Holdridge, Nebraska, just down the road. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, I currently am a coffee roaster at Calico Coffee Company here in Kearney. And then I'm also going to school at Moody Bible uh, Institute online, getting a degree in integrated ministry studies, which pretty much means that I'm learning how to apply the Bible to my life uh, for a full year. So it's been great. I like it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so Blake serves as a leader in training, which is uh, one of the leadership development uh, pathways that we have. And Joe is an intern for C20, and uh, both these guys are just uh, a joy to be around. And, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about, you know, Blake, when you first got to um, Kearney as a college student, you know, uh, you were busy with school and homework, and so that balance between the great despair of being in the pit of my microbiological extracular, is that what I, is that yeah, correct, what I just said? Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> so... Yeah, tell us about kind of that experience when you first show up. How were you feeling? How hard was it to yeah. connect to community, et cetera? Um, so one of the one of the problems is that I was new to Kearney. So, you know, I didn't really have any community. And so the only thing I knew how to do was to study. And so during my, you know, and I think this is difficult your first year as a freshman too, is you're figuring out, okay, what activities am I going to do? What does my study pattern look like? How busy am I? And especially... Um, especially someone who is a type A personality who has, you know, who always has to get straight A's. Um, it turns out that when you invest all your time into a worldly study like, like college and like molecular biology, and you're not getting any community, it really is isolating. Mm. And it's kind of funny because even with the COVID nineteen, I feel less isolated now than I did a year ago. Um, and it's mainly because I was. Um, so I think I, I found out about C20 through um, an organization on campus. I think it's called the F- Christian... Student um, Fellowship. Yep, yep, Christian Student Fellowship. I remember uh, you came and you gave a little speech about C20, and I thought it sounded really cool. Um, you know, I hadn't found in a church by, by then. Yeah. Um, but, but so far, it's just been, like, really nice to be able to connect to people because, you know... If you, if you put your purpose in something that is, you know, like molecular biology, it can be fulfilling, but it's not very meaningful because you're only basically intellectually learning something and 
people need human connection and they need that connection to God. And so I feel like I was on the one spectrum. I was only fulfilling what my what I thought my intellectual duty was, and I was not fulfilling, um, you know, obviously that big whole community. Right. And so, as I, a, yeah. As a student, um, there are requirements that you have to end requirements to be able to achieve your certain degree which will lead yeah. to your next step in life and maybe you know when you showed up you're like I have to get all A's so that I can become a doctor so I can get my medical degree mm-hmm. so I can accept it to medical school and it's easy to be tempted to just go all in on that yeah and when you first started attending C20 you were at peak like studying and that's pretty much it and what do you think was, for those that may be listening, what was the most important decision you made in order to commit to a community? And, you know, because if I remember correctly, it wasn't immediately. Um, you kind of started making that commitment. Yeah. Um, so, well, one of the things I kind of realized is that I feel like we waste a lot of time without realizing it. Like, if we think about how much time we're on our phones every single day right. and we calculate that up, like, it ends up being, like, hours and hours. And so, you know, my thought process is, okay, what if I can use that time to study? And what if I can use, and what if I can use that saved time to commit to community, right? Wow. Commit to dedicate, you know, commit to learning about other people and connecting to other people. And so <clears throat> one of the big problems with me last year, and, you know, I still feel this, is that I am so focused on the future that I am kind of missing out on the people that are present, right? Wow. And so, you know, you never know when God's going to give you an opportunity to witness to the people that are here right now. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think that was my big problem. And, I, you know, I, again, I still struggle with this, but um, that was one of the big turning points for me was when I realized, okay, you know, I have all of this spare time, you know, and I'm kind of depressed because I'm not connecting with other people. What if I study during this time? And what if I dedicate that saved time to learning and connecting with other people? And it's actually made a really big difference in my life. Yeah. At uh, C20 this Sunday, we uh, talked about the fact that um, God completes us, but community sustains us. Mm-hmm. And to be sustained by community, we have to say no to something. And you point out the fact that, man, we are, most people I talk to are super busy on their phones connected to their uh, media devices, right? And you're like, okay, that's not really benefited me a whole lot in life. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm connected to people, but I'm really not. And you sacrifice that time to be dedicated to um, physical, present community, and that helped bring balance to your life when you're already a future-oriented person. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate you for sharing that. And we're, we're going to discuss that a little bit more, but uh, Joe... Um, you know, you've been a part of uh, C20 longer than Blake has, and you also have a slightly different role than Blake has. Uh, tell me a little bit about your uh, journey from maybe being slightly connected to church to being actively a part of a community, a life group here at eFree. Um, I think for me, it was about two years ago. Um, I wasn't really going to church. Um, I kind of like to consider myself very similar to Jonah in a lot of respects, as far as, like, I felt like, um, I didn't deserve God's love, so I was running, and, uh, much like Jonah, I felt like God caused a huge storm in my life that completely changed everything, where, 
Um, I felt like I lost everything, but that, I don't really think that that was really the case. It was more of God was causing a distraction from all the things that I didn't need to focus more on who he was and who he is. And um, I decided that, you know, I didn't want to live my life for me anymore and I wanted to follow God. So I um, left everything behind me. I actually dropped out of college at the time. I left all my old friends uh, just to focus on God and to follow uh, his lead, I guess. And with all that being said, when I decided to give my life over to Jesus and I left all those things behind me, um, he started opening up doors that never would have been opened if I would have just been living for myself. And then from there, it kind of led me to Carney E. Free, um, where uh, I'd already knew who Aaron was and we'd, we'd met a couple of times. But um, it's during those like conversations and things and uh, just kind of what God was revealing to me and how he uh, could use me, I really felt like I was being called to help with a college ministry, which was really odd because the whole time I was in college for four years that I never went to a college ministry once, actually. But I felt like God was calling me to go serve in a college ministry. Do you remember ever getting invited to a college ministry? This is just out of my curiosity. I had a lot of friends that went to, but I don't think I ever did. Okay. I know a lot of people talked about a few in town, but I had never been invited personally to my knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Or if I they did, I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, so no, never been to a college ministry before, and I felt like God was saying, hey, this is the route, and then uh, was hanging out and serving for C20, just as like uh, how Blake is currently, as kind of like a leader in training, and then Aaron was like, Joe, I think you're, you're ready for the next step, and then uh, that's kind of when the internship started, so... Joe um, and Blake, what differentiates uh, people from those that commit really is that dedication, say yes to community. What advice would you guys give for people that are like, man, I just don't, I don't know if I fit into this life group or I don't know if, if this life group's for me. What advice would you guys give folks to say, man, just give it a try? Um, and maybe uh, how has and we'll talk about this here in a minute, how has your life changed since you've been committed to being a part of community in a life group? You got it, Joe. I got it. Um, I think to answer the question, like the, the advice I'd give somebody is, uh, I think when we when we look at the the path of Jesus and following in his footsteps, it's not easy. It's not an easy path. Um, it's a radically different path than those who are around us. So um, I guess I always try to tell people get comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and which is like hard to fathom because we um, as humans really like to be, uh, we like to feel comfort and not have to push against the grain sometimes, I guess. Um, or go against the grain. So we, we like our routines. Yeah, we like routines. We like waking up at, you know, the same time every day, going to work at the same time, getting off, you know, eating food, and then binge-watching our television shows, and then um, where we know that we were designed and created to be in a community and not to live alone and live these lifestyles of self-isolation. 
So when we surround ourselves with others, uh, <clears throat> we're kind of falling into the criteria of how God created us, and that was mm-hmm. to to be with others. And um, so I think for that's what you know I'd like I guess I'd encourage people to do is to reach out yeah. and figure out why. Like what I feel like a lot of the kids that have been coming to our life group, like the the college life group that. Um, I run and Blake's in it too. I think we've kind of noticed that a lot of the kids who've been coming this year, I don't know if it's because of COVID or what the case may be. Um, I really do feel like it kind of plays hand in hand, but we've been noticing this huge increase compared to last year of these kids who just keep coming back um, every single Wednesday night or Thursday night to hang out with us. And I think it really is because uh that six months of shutdown or whatever it may be mm-hmm. like they they were they were at home with just their families and um i think a lot of people right now more than ever are really just striving for community yeah um so now's the time you know to join and you know kind of live that out yeah blake um how's your how's your life changed because uh, you as a leader in training you've really committed to not only being a participant in life group but growing into this next step for yourself of actually leading one in the future how's how's that kind of changed for you and being committed to that yeah sure um so one of the big things that you know is obviously associated with anything you do is the more effort you put into something and the more you commit to something is going to determine what you get out of it yeah right so just because you go to church or just because you participate in you know life group you know it's you're going to reap out of it what you sow into it and so one of the and one of the things I was going to add to Joe is he was talking about comfort, and I think a lot of people try to find comfort instead of um, trying to seek fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of my favorite quotes of C.S. Lewis um, from Your Christianity, he says, "If you look for truth, you may find comfort in the end. If you look for comfort, you will not find you will not get either comfort or truth but only soft soap with wishful thinking to begin and in the end despair and so i think a lot of the times when we're when we're stuck in a place and we're not taking action i think that's the most dangerous place even though it seems like the most comfortable Mm. um and so for people that that are on the on the line on the borderline of you know should i go to a live group should i go to c20 um I i would just say that that you're going to get more out of it than way more out of it than you're going to lose because it's only like an hour hour of your time and for me at least it's really nice going to you know the live group or c20 because for me it's kind of a break from studying and from my you know from from other um, activities in my life yeah yeah the if i can quote this correctly um sometimes when we seek comfort we don't get truth right Mm -hmm. and um it, it is easy to do the things that we're used to doing and both, well, all three of us would say, man, I'm so glad I took that chance to say yes to being consistently a part of life group. And you get what you put into it. So if you really say, I'm going to be committed to this, I'm really going to get to know these people. Because the goal of life group ultimately is, and this is across the board here at eFree, is for people to have people that know them, that support them, that encourage them when they're down and that... Um, keep them humble when they're when they're uh, doing well and um, we need people in our corner we need people to, to uh, be a part of those different walks of lives the ups and downs of life life is not meant to be lived alone but we are designed and meant to be in community with others and what would be um, maybe a big highlight 
that community or um, just being committed to that church community has brought to your life this year? Um, so um, I actually just recently joined the worship team uh, at C20. And for me, it's kind of, it gives me something really to look forward to. Um, and so, you know, when I'm having my bad times in the week and when I'm kind of, you know, frustrated or depressed in the week, it actually, um, that hope at the end of the week really gives me something to motivate myself mm. with. And so it's like, okay, you know, it just, it's, and it's the same concept as, you know, kind of eternity. It's like, no matter how bad we are feeling in the temporary eternally, if we, you know, believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and if we repent of the, our sins, you know, we look forward to the hope that eternity promises us, that Jesus promises us. And so in that same way, you know, you know, my like last year when I was hitting my bad times, when I was, you know, really frustrated, there's nothing to look forward to. Mm. And so there's and there's no people to connect with because, again, as you mentioned, people are the thing that, that bring you up in that, um, in that almost give you purpose in life, right? And so, and so for me, like last year, I didn't have something to look forward to. And so that, um, and so in the bad times, I wasn't able to recover from them as well as I am now, right? Um, And so I would say that's the biggest thing that C20 has given me. It's just a a hope um, in the, in the middle of the week and something definitely to look forward to and people to connect with. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Joe, so you lead a life group but then also you see people grow and develop in your life group what's been some cool things you've seen as you've led and then uh, maybe God's taught you as you've led and then also some growth you've seen in some folks that are participating in your life group um, I think I noticed that this year I guess going back to college now and studying the Bible a lot more um in a more in-depth way, I guess, than what I was able to do on my own without having someone like physically push me the way they do in class. Um, I'm like, I'm in this opportunity, I guess, where I'm learning all these things. Why not turn around and then apply them as quickly as possible? So I guess what I've done in my life group is I'm like, okay, this week we studied biblical narratives or something in my class. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why should we not study a biblical narrative like in my life group? Because yeah. like, that'd just be silly for me to like take my education that I'm learning and like mm-hmm. put it on the back burner. Yeah. So, um, I think learning all these different like themes and uh, um, different types of stories in the Bible is fun to like read through those. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm sure if I'm just learning this for the first time, I'm sure there's these. Because typically the kids that do come to mind are, you know, 18, 19, 20. Um, and I'm not that much older than them, uh, it being 24. I'm like, I wonder if they haven't heard these stories either. So we started diving into stories like Jonah. And uh, tonight we're actually going to dive into Esther. Uh, just these different stories where it's like, okay, well, why are they in the Bible? How does it correlate to the overall story of Jesus and how can I apply it to my life right now even though this story was written thousands of years ago um so we've been kind of doing stuff like that and it's always cool to kind of like dive into it because I feel like when you're reading the Bible um one I think it's impossible to to read the Bible and not interpret it at the same time it just Mm -hmm. it kind of automatically happens but it's always cool to sit in a group and 
see the light bulb moments for kids like oh my gosh like they're getting it like this is finally clicking they're seeing how it's connecting to the overall theme um, of the bible which is jesus and then being able to like take something away from it and then share ideas so i guess it's been cool to see that and then not only that i think the coolest thing for me was being able to see people actually like excited to like want to come to read the bible and um because it's a book that uh, when i was growing up i thought was just incredibly boring right where now like i live by it um like i don't want to set it down because it's so good and seeing like these kids that literally show up and they're like so excited to dive into like even just like a story right which you would i never would have imagined and yeah not only do you get to process what you're learning at a high level Mm -hmm. at at moody Mm -hmm. um, bible institute um, but you have a captive audience that can't leave, so you get to teach. No, I'm just um, <laughs> yeah. But you're so you're able to process together with people about these wonderful books of the Bible, these stories of the Bible that maybe we've heard of. But yeah. um, how how do these point to Jesus? How do these impact our lives? Yeah. And um, and the fact that they're saying, "Man, this is exciting." I we're excited to talk about Esther. Um, I will say that life groups. Uh, because the Bible serves as the instruction manual that we have for our lives, a large percentage of what we do in life groups is uh, focused in on the scriptures. And so, um, yeah, that's that's a, a wonderful part of it that you get to learn from um, wonderful uh, teachers and professors of the Bible and process it together. Um, any final thoughts before we end our time together? I think one other cool thing that we kind of just started recently was um, an all-guys Bible study that we lead on Wednesday mornings, and that one's been super cool because, you know, like when we started it about two months ago, it started off with uh, four guys. Um, Three of us were leaders in C20, so Aaron, myself, and then one other guy, and then one college student, and... Um, to now it's like up increased almost tripled to what it was and you know each week we get new kids and it's just been super fun Um, we've had a lot of consistent faces and we've also just had people who've literally been walking by and they're like recognize their friends in the group and they're like what are you guys doing and then, then they come and just sit down and like read the stories with us and it's been that's been super powerful yeah just to watch and witness yeah we um C20 is, has a lot of females that attend, and we're like, man, how do we reach more guys? Uh, let's have a guys Bible study at UNK, and um, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun just to, we're, we're going through the story of King David, and because David is this, has very great highs in his life and also very low lows, there's a lot of ways that we can learn from him, and that's been a great encouragement as well. Um, yeah, uh, so w- we represent C20, um, and we're a part of C20 and the life groups in C20. We would encourage you, highly encourage you to consider, if you're a college student uh, listening to this, please consider a C20 life group, C20 on Sunday nights at 6 p.m., guys Bible study on Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m., and then if you're uh, a person who's been watching, uh, whether it be E-Free Online or been attending Ephraim in person, we encourage you, take that step, take that risk, um, maybe sacrifice 
something that you do um, on a on a daily basis and say yes to community and choose a, a life group here at eFree. Thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us today. Thank you for sharing on the podcast. Um, Blake, thank you for just being an amazing person with, you know, wonderful flowing hair. Like you're, I wish the audience could see how great a flowing hair that you have. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It looks like Conan. So you probably should avoid <laughs> it at all costs. <laughs> but, uh, Joe, thanks, uh, for all you do. Um, and if you want to get a nice fresh cup of coffee, uh, Joe s- serves and roast at kits and calico. But, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us for a few moments and we will see you later.